Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. talking about what God can do for us who are hurting and healing and going through junk and being victors and all kinds of stuff. We're finishing up Psalm 119 today. And Psalm 119 is, continues to have this. This is what you need to do. This is, this is how we get closer to God. This is what we trust in God. We trust in his testimonies. We pray to him. We communicate with him. We talk with him. We point out the people who are no good, and we realize that we're no good. We go to him. We trust him. We trust in his good. It's not about us. We talked about walking the walk with the last podcast, what it took to walk the walk, enlisting, signing up, accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, following through. We talked about uh, 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 Romans 12, 1 and 2. Uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable which is your reasonable service. We talked about being not conformed to this world in verse 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by renewing your mind, uh, that you may prove what is good and acceptable will of God. Oh, man, I messed that one up. Uh, be not And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. You want to know what the perfect will of God for your life is? It's... Uh, it's reading the Bible. It's studying the Bible. It's walking the walk. It's doing what God tells you to do. It's trusting in Him. It's making a difference. And whew, that's a, sometimes I talk a little bit fast, Stephanie. Have you ever noticed that? Mm-hmm. I wonder where that comes but, from. Yeah. But Charles used to talk in fast forward. I used to tell him you're talking in fast forward motion. It's so like clicking. It's, Some people might be checking their cell phones and seeing if I'm talking at one and a half times, you know, <laughs> I had someone tell I me think, that one time they clicked on their cell phone. They thought I was talking too fast. I don't know. That's okay. It's a full brain. It just has to release. It means, it means your smart. brain is busy. Yeah. Yeah. Your brain is always working. So it's okay. Yeah. I'm thinking quicker than I'm talking. So it might be good. It might be bad. I don't know. But here we are. And we have this segment, Stephanie Wesco. Uh, we have this segment on this Thursday morning that we're always pretty excited about. You might be a knucklehead if. We call it the not knuckleheaded moment. So you might be a knucklehead if, Stephanie. If you're undependable, confidence in an unfaithful man is like... Uh, two, you know, a foot out of joint, broken tooth, foot out of joint. I can't remember exactly how Proverbs describes it, but it's, it's be dependable. When you're given a job to do, um, be, do it, be dependable, be someone that can be counted on. The best ability is availability and uh, the best ability is dependability. All those abilities are important. And, you know, I got to tell you, you know, I know people who are in self-imposed purgatories. There's no such thing as purgatory. Uh, there's no such thing. It's not in the Bible. But I know people who put themselves in one on earth. They said, well, you know, two years ago I did this or felt this or struggled with this or blah, blah, blah. Stop it. Cut it out. Be dependable. Step out. Change. 
God looks forward, not backwards. Your sin is as far as the east is from the west. Grow up, suck it up, be a big boy, put your pants on, butt, button them up. I don't know. Uh, and while we're on that mode, you know, if your clothes don't fit, get clothes that fit. That's all I want to say. I'm not going anywhere with it. That's all I want to say. <laughs> all right. Thank no. you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, there's no Walmart story coming, I promise. Oh, all right. thank you. I know there's people out there everywhere sending their grandkids and kids out of the room. No, it's all right. We're not going down to Walmart. <laughs> I've been there. I did that in the book of Psalms. I'm leaving it alone. All right. <laughs> so what we want to do is we wanted to change up food that's right with God to restaurant meals at restaurants. So we'll give you a restaurant name and a meal. And I got the first one today. So I'm going to go with a national chain, something that's right with God, because we want to help you people out. So they got this chicken margarita. It's not a drink. It's a, it's a meal at Olive Garden. I think it's only like 11 or 12 bucks or something like that. And it's healthy. It's chicken margarita. It's got some cheese and some tomatoes and uh, it comes, you can get it with a side of vegetables instead of noodles. It's, it's only about 500 calories. It tastes real good. Then you can have the salad with some oil and vinegar on the side. Get rid of those croutons. Those onions are always old. Ditch them too. And folks, you're eating about 600 calories of real good food. You're feeling good about yourself. And you know what? Your pants are fitting a little better. You don't have to worry about me saying you shouldn't wear clothes that are too small or too big for you. So that's food that's right with God. Did that make mm. any sense? Chicken margarita. Yeah. Olive Garden. Yeah. Tell them Doug said. I think it. I've had that once. Yeah, I think you have. You and I had it together uh, with Debbie, the mm -hmm. kids. Remember I told you this is a an approved type right. of chow, and the kids next to us are right. eating like meatballs and extra breadsticks. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. killing us. But we ate yeah. right, praise God. So That's right. We ate no regrets. Right. No regrets. No retreats, no regrets. And so here we are. We're in the book of Psalms. We're in Psalm 119. We're finishing up 119. I'm kind of sad about it. I'm not really glad, but I'm kind of sad. I'm kind of glad that we're making our way through this on this Thursday morning. But I, I really love what Psalm 119 has done for my life and, and how God has used that. And, you know, Psalm 119 has been this big thing. If you add it all together, it's talking about revival. It's talking about a closeness with God. It's talking about if you're saved uh, you know, be living an abundant type of life, a joyful life, stepping out. It's talked about prayer. It's talked about trusting in God. It's talking about faithfulness. It's talking about the enemy stinks. This is what they look like. Over and over again, it's telling us to pray. Over and over again, it's telling us to trust. Over and over again, it's telling us to walk the walk. And so with that in mind and everything going on, I asked Stephanie to start us off with a song. It's actually one of my favorite uh, hymns. It's probably in my top 25 but it's revive us again. And boy, that's what Psalm 119 has been all about, about revival. Yes. So, so Stephanie's going to start us. Tell us a little bit about this song and sing it for us. Well, you know, we, we have seen the word quicken over and over as we've been going through Psalm 119 and that idea of being, having life again. And that's what this song is centered around is um, praising God at the same time, asking God to give life again. And, and a lot of times praise is linked to being revived, to having life again, choosing to make his joy our strength. That's a huge part of, and, and that's a faith move. That's not a feeling move. Um, let me tell you, there are many times that the last thing I want to do is sing or praise God. And it's a, it's a choice of faith. Oh, okay, God, this is what your word says. And so I'm going to do this. And as you do that, he gives comfort and he gives joy. And so that's what the song's all about. Amen. We 
We praise Thee, O God, for the Son of Thy love, for Jesus who died and is now gone above. Hallelujah, Thine the glory. Hallelujah, Amen. Hallelujah, Thine the glory. Revive us again. We praise Thee, O God, for the joy Thou hast given to Thy saints in communion, these foretastes of heaven. Hallelujah, Thine the glory. Hallelujah, Amen. Hallelujah, Thine the glory. Revive us again. Revive us again. Fill each heart with Thy love. May each soul be rekindled with fire from above. Hallelujah, Thine the glory. Hallelujah, Amen. Hallelujah, Thine the glory. Revive us again. Boy, that's a prayer that we all should have. Revive us again, Lord. Take us to that place we need to be. Make us... uh make our hearts the way they felt when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Give us back that energy, that zeal that we talked about in Psalm 119, just wanting to share God's word and share what God has done in our life and those things he's made and the differences he's made. And God's been so good to us. And and here we are. We're uh, in Psalm 119, starting in verse 169. And the Bible says, Let my cry come near before thee, O Lord, Give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. My lips shall utter praise, and thou hast taught me thy statutes. My tongue shall speak of thy word for all thy commandments and righteousness. Let thine hand help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Let my soul live and it shall praise thee, and let thy judgment help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. Wow. Here he is, Stephanie. He's going to God, and he's, he's saying, let all these things happen, God. We've, I've just spent the last 176 verses, or uh, the last 168 coming into these last eight. I've just, I've just spent them, and, and Lord, I need you. Let everything I do reflect you. Let my life reflect you. I mean, what are you thinking, Stephanie? Well, I think it's this these last verses of Psalm 119. Um, I think it's incredible, the last verse. But verse 1, let me see here. I just lost the um, verse 174 says, I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord. And thy law is my delight. And I think that's an incredible summary of Psalm 119. This this whole psalm has sets, you know, been centered around the fact that the psalmist wants to know God. And that's his heart, that's his heart's desire above anything else is to know God. Because to know God's word 
for it to be a part of you. Now where it's head knowledge, where it's in your heart, that is, that's life. That is salvation. And, you know, it's not just salvation from sin. That's obviously the foundation ground that we've talked about before. But sanctification comes from being immersed in God's word and not just where it's head knowledge, but where we are letting it change us where God's word is, is constantly every day changing us a little bit at a time, little baby steps at a time into the image of Christ. And I think that's what the psalmist's heart is. And as I look at these last, you know, 175, let my soul live and it shall praise thee. And let thy judgments help me. Lord, make your word help me. Make your word change me. And where this this psalmist is a moldable piece of clay, and he's putting himself in the hands of the potter and say, use your word to mold me and to change me and to make me all that you want me to be. Wow, that's great. And it's just mold me, make me all that you want to be. It's I, You know that song, what is it? I am the potter. You are the potter, I am the clay. And, and I think we're molded and we're allowing him to make us when we study his word. We're moldable when we're prayerful. We're moldable when we're humble. We're moldable when, we, when we're willing to listen to God's word, when we're reading it, when we're listening to this podcast, when we're getting together and saying, God, there's something here that I can learn from. There's something here uh, that I can grow from. There's something here that can take me to a better place. And, uh, I think, probably more than anything else, I think that our biggest ability, we talked about this in the last psalm, is that availability. And uh, we've got to be available to God. I'm much more available to God now than I was even six months ago. Mm. You know, and, and that I think that's the goal. And I'm not bragging on myself. I'm bragging on what God can do through a crazy old sinner like me, somebody who doesn't deserve anything at all, but God can take that and, and, and it says here, you know, I was reading this, and, and right in the beginning it says he needs his word. It says, let me cry, come near before thee, O Lord. Give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication come before thee and deliver thee. I mean, to me, it's saying that I need you, God. I need your word. I mean, you can keep going. My lips shall utter praise. My tongue shall speak of thy word. I need it. I need your word, God. I need you. I need to... Uh, have this relationship where I'm praying to you, where I'm reading the Word of God, I'm living. You know, sometimes, Stephanie, we take for granted that sitting in front of us is the preserved, inspired Word of God. There are generations that didn't have this. There are are generations today, you know, people who are 90 and people are 9 who don't have the Word of God in their language. Yeah. And here we are with the Word of God, and what do we do with it? You know, what are we doing with it? And that's been, I think that's been the theme and that's been the question asked over and over again. What are we doing? What are you doing? You know, so individually, and I'm not saying that to Stephanie. I know I ask her 10 questions. Sometimes she gives big answers. Sometimes she blows me off. But here's what I'm thinking. Here's what, yeah, sometimes her answers are, yeah. But anyway, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking here as we look at this. I'm thinking that, over and over again, the question was asked to all of us. And the question that kept being asked to all of us are, are we available? Are we dependable? Are we saved? Are we all in? Are we ready to trust this? And, and I think that's what we're supposed to be doing right now. I don't think we're bringing up any new thing. 
I think God's word is real. In 174, Stephanie started with that word. He's saying, I need your salvation. I need this. We forget what we need. You know, when you pick up the newspaper, or which nobody does anymore, you open the computer or something like that, right away, you know, you see people who have went on ahead of us. And just the past couple of weeks, I've had seven or nine Facebook friends pass away. Uh, many of this coronavirus things still hanging around and stuff. We need God. He needs to be what we have, what we trust, who he is to us. We need that in our life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I think that's what we're seeing here. And and then, you know, right at the end of this, Stephanie, there's something that I think we need to grasp and we all need to get it. It says, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. And he's saying, you know, he wants to be God's servant. He wants God seeking him out, and he wants God using it. Isn't that a noble gesture? Isn't that what we all should be looking for? Yeah, he's telling, he's asking God, he's saying, please don't put me on a shelf. Um, and I think it's the idea, you know, when we're, we, we hear um, Jesus had the parable of the 90 and 9. And that's honestly kind of what this makes me think of, this last verse of the parable where there was, you know, the hundred sheep and one went astray. And the shepherd leaves the ninety and nine to go look for the one that's gone astray. He's still a sheep. He's still he's still one of he's still a part of that fold, but he's wandered. He's gotten messed up. And the shepherd goes and brings him back and draws him back to his side because he's a sheep. He's a part of his flock. And it's almost like this psalmist is saying, I'm, I'm that, I'm that 100th sheep and I'm lost and I'm seeking you, God, would you, would you come find me? I'm yeah. stuck. And that's such a beautiful picture because I think anyone who's been through trauma has been there. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it's not your fault, you still become lost yeah. sometimes. And do we have a shepherd? who yeah. will come find us. And that is just, wow, there's no greater comfort than that. And, you know, I, th- I think it's great to know that those of us who wander, those of us who get off base, those of us who get messed up, those of us who scramble up our lives, to know that we serve the God that fix it. He can fix it. Yes. He, he, gives, yeah. he gives do-overs. Remember when you were a kid, you'd say, do-over! You know, I want to... I want to hit the baseball again. I want to chase this. I want to do that. You know, I remember when I was a little boy, I was, I don't know, uh, somewhere between five and seven or something. We lived next door to this family, and they had a little girl named Renee. I remember, and and Renee and I played all the time, just kid playing. I haven't seen her since I think I was seven years old or something, but she was a good girl. I remember that. But I I remember this. We used to do do-overs. You know, we were about the same age. We were in the same grade. We went to the same school. And so our parents used to let us play together in the front lawn and stuff. But if, if one of us messed something up or we were playing jacks or marbles or whatever, I can remember we'd yell do-over. And just being these innocent little kids, you know, we'd do a do-over. But God's the only one who gives do-overs when we grow up. God's the only one who gives bogeys. He's the only one that gives us another shot at golf. He's the only one who lets us take seven drives without having to take the swings for it. Uh, and but, but God, you know, he, he's had enough, too. You know, mm. we just can't go out and keep on sinning. We don't go out tonight and go 
uh, doing bad things and cheating and God knows what, and every day coming back and saying, oh, God, forgive me. You know, there's whole religions based on that in the United States, going yes. to the altar, losing your salvation, getting saved again. Yep. That's not the God we serve. The God yeah. we serve will take us when we wander, fix us, and we're never lost again. And so we have yeah. no need to do those things because he gives us everything we need to do what's right. Yeah. He gives us a do-over, but then he expects us to be accountable. Mm-hmm. Accountability is important in this Christian walk. You know, accountability is paramount. And uh, in doing the right thing and trusting God and stepping out and you know, I think, you know, and here's another thing, Stephanie, I think this is significant, especially to those of us who've experienced the shadow lands, you know, who've seen the bad things, who've, who've been in those dark places. And, and sadly, you've been through some of the worst, but there's so many that are listening today who've, who've been in the shadows, who've been on the fringes, who are hurting. Hey, God can shine light on you again. His light never goes out. Sometimes when we're going through the junk of most junk, when we're going through the terrible, when we're living in that terrible spot, when we're in that mm-hmm. zone, we've got our choice. There are some people that are still in that zone, Stephanie. And what do you tell them? I mean, what do you tell them today? You've been, a, you've been through the shadow lands of death. I mean, you are almost killed. Your son was almost killed and your husband was martyred. You've been through that shadow land. You've been through that dark place. You've lived in the shadow, but you came out. So what do you tell people who've been through the terrible thing? Who buried well, a loved one, who've been raped, who've yeah. been hurt, who've been besmirched. What do you tell them? How do they get out? Well, yeah, I'd say be willing to go go to Jesus, touch the hem of his garment. I'd say there's a light from heaven that will always be there. No matter where you are, no matter how deep your pit, that light's never going to go away. And I know one of the greatest comforts that I ever had was um, in the days of feeling like I was in a dark tunnel and where seriously living was torture, where I seriously just wished I could die. Hearing that still small voice say, I'm right here beside you. I'm holding your hand. Yeah. And wherever you are, he's right there beside you. And whether you feel it or not, his word is faithful. He is still the comforter. He's still interceding for you before the throne of grace. And no matter where you have wandered or no matter where life has taken you by no choice of yours, no matter how lost you feel, cry out and say, deliver me, help me, seek me. And the gentle shepherd, the great physician, will be there. Yeah. He promises if you seek him, you will find him. You will, and he'll be there waiting for you. Hey, listen to every word Eric's got to say here. And and let me just say this. If we can do something to help you, if you're in the shadows now, just get a hold of us. It's dark there. Sometimes you need someone to come along with a flashlight and share God's word with you, and it's okay. And I'm not making metaphors. I'm not making light of anything. I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm just saying there's people out there willing to help you. There's folks who love you. There's folks who care about you. But more important than any of that, there's no one on this earth that can love you more than God. If we've learned anything at all from Psalm 119, is when you're in the shadow lands, when you're in the shadows, when you're in the pain, 
when you're curled up in the corner, you can do a couple things. I told Stephanie, we're going to talk about this with the next podcast, but I told Stephanie, I said, there's a couple ways you can come out of this. And uh, it applies to you too. You can go crazy. You can live in the world. You can do all the stupid things. Or you can get closer to God, and boy, he can, he can be a trophy of his mercy. Listen, we love you folks. Get a hold of us if you have to. Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Listen to every word Eric's got to say. And uh, just listen. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's nothing more significant. We love you folks. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at woundedspirits.com.